Captain. Our computer is picking up a strange signal. I don't want any baloney, magic tricks, or psychological mumbo jumbo. Errors in time and space. Greetings, Liminerds! Broadcasting to you from a location outside of time and space, this is Liminal Unlimited. My name is Kyle Thatcher, and normally I am joined by my lovely wife, Jennifer Thatcher. Um, but as uh, if you follow us on social media, on our Facebook page, and on our Twitter, um, you would know that we took a couple weeks off. We had a, a death in the family. Um, I won't go into detail, but it was someone very, very, very close to us, very close to Jenny, and um, so we had to take two weeks off uh, for uh, all the funerary things, and um, and Jenny, her energy level still isn't quite back, so um, it's just me on this uh, kind of little comeback episode, but I thought it would be a, a super opportunity to do uh, kind of a, a very special episode. Um, we were going to do a more expansive episode about Bigfoot, but with it just being me, um, I thought it would be fun. Uh, my parents came up to visit uh, this past weekend, and I know that um, my father, uh, his name is Norman Thatcher, he has uh, a story that um, happened to him uh, an event that happened to him and a few friends of his from uh, back when they were in high school, um, living in Warren County, New Jersey. And um, it's one of those things where you wouldn't, like, you hear about Bigfoot or Sasquatch or things like that, and first and foremost, you immediately think Pacific Northwest. That's where, like, all the sightings happen. That's where the famous sightings and, and things happen. That's where they go and film, you know, almost all of the, um, all of the TV shows and documentaries and everything. Um, that's like, you know, Bigfoot central. Um, but there's really, uh, if you, if you, you know, use the magic of Google and you look up Bigfoot or Sasquatch, you know, you'll find that, uh, there have been sightings in almost, Every state of the Union, uh, Canada, um, uh, even down into, you know, Central America, um, all, all over the world even. I mean, in other places they have different names, you know, there's the Yetis and things like that. Um, but it's really describing a very similar type of cryptid. And I'm no cryptozoologist, as we kind of infamously say. On our podcast, we're experts in nothing. We just have fun uh, looking into the weird, strange um, topics, uh, the events of the world, and uh, we love a good story. And um, and that's what my my dad has. Um, he he's not a flight of fancy type guy. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit when you listen to the interview, um, but. He, um, 
he told this story. I was probably a teenager the first time I heard it. And he just happened to be telling it to other family members um, during a party over uh, a card game. Uh, and I happened to be sitting there at the table and I heard this story. And it was the first time that they had heard this story from him. Um, you know, come to find out, it's it's he he and the, he had other friends with him. It was uh, his group of friends uh, had this experience, and they never really told anyone about it. And so, f- to hear that coming from my dad was a big deal because he's not a guy that tells stories. He doesn't tell, you know, tall tales. Uh, you know, when I was uh, a kid growing up a teenager and I'm watching all the ghost shows I'm watching you know celebrity haunting shows and things like this and he would come home from work and find me sitting on the couch after school watching these shows and he would like sarcastically like rib me about watching this stuff and being into this stuff so he's not you know I want to just give that background he's not the type of person that um, believes in uh, in, in every little story that's out there, he he has a a pretty good skeptical side. Um, but I noticed over the years, when it came to things like Bigfoot, um, he he seemed very interested and was very open to um, those stories. And and he would watch like any time there was a show on about Bigfoot or Sasquatch he was watching the show, you know, he was, he wanted to see, learn about it, you know, any new thing that comes out, he wants to see it. And, uh, it, it didn't really strike me till a little later that, that there might be a connection there, you know, that then when he tells this story, uh, at this family party about this encounter that he and his friends had, while they were in high school uh, at a friend's um, farmhouse, um, you know, later on, I, th- I thought, well, gosh, I, I bet you that's why he's so interested in that. I bet you that's why he's so open to that, where he's not quite as open to, like, he, he, he has a logical mind, you know, he, he believes that you know, oh, the chances of there not being aliens is, you know, very slim there, you know, that it's such an expansive, huge universe, you know, all the kind of general things. He he is a logical, scientifically reasonable minded type guy. Um, but when it comes to like every weird tale, he's not like a, a, an instant believer. Like he wants to see the evidence. He wants to see video he wants to see you know photographs he wants to see you know and he watches these shows and and he gets in he watches the bigfoot shows and he gets all into oh the dermal ridges and things like this and so with jenny not really seeming to be totally ready to get back on the air and the fact that my parents were coming up i thought this would be a great opportunity to get his story on record and to put it out to all of you, um, you know, to kind of um, 
show that here even even a person, you know, we talk about liminal spaces. We talk about the these crossover points. Now, with this little special episode that I'm doing, I, we won't get into all the the, you know, is is Bigfoot a a, a actual cryptid, uh, uh, some undiscovered species, some remnant of the past, or is it somehow tied to because there's UFO activity that happens uh, surrounding many of these sighting events? Is Bigfoot or Sasquatch somehow tied to the UFO experience? Is, is there an interdimensional nature to Bigfoot? Does Bigfoot show up where in the places where the, the veil is thin between realities? That's a discussion for another episode that we definitely want to do at some point, a more expansive Bigfoot episode. But... Um, for the purposes of this sort of abbreviated special episode, we're basically talking about the fact that those liminal events, those those crossover points, the liminal spaces, um, really can be anywhere. Um, we all like to think that we live these mundane lives. We get up, we eat breakfast, we drink our coffee uh, or tea, we hop in our car, we go to work, we, we work our job, collect our pay, go home, take care of, you know, uh, errands and family things and, you know, keep the house up and, you know, watch a little TV and go to bed and, you know, and do it all over again. But sometimes these events and these mysteries and these creatures um, sort of invade our otherwise mundane reality. And I I wanted to kind of use my father's story as a a sort of um, example of the fact that these places, these these crossover points, these liminal spaces, can really be anywhere, even in the middle of farm country, uh, outside of Phillipsburg, New Jersey, in 1964. Um, you know that was where his liminal experience happened. That's where his reality changed and where he realized that there may be something else going on uh, to this universe that we all live in that doesn't really totally, you know, fit in. It's the square peg in the round hole. Um, And so... uh, I'll let him tell his story. Uh, we did it kind of interview style, and um, and again, one day we'll do a more expansive Bigfoot episode uh, where Jenny will be involved, and and our son uh, Jack, who's very interested in Bigfoot uh, experiences, where he wants to be involved, and we're going to do that someday. But for this episode, it's just going to be me talking to my dad, listening to him tell. 
this amazing uh, story of his um, that I totally believe really happened to him. I totally believe it because um, he's not the type of person that would uh, just tell me a, a, a BS story. And like I said, he told this to family, you know, so he it's like he was willing to look like, you know, a little bit of a, a you know, what some people might call a kook uh, in front of his extended family when he told this. Um, but uh, so without further ado, I give you my interview with my father. Okay, so I'm here uh, with my my father, uh, Norm Thatcher, and um, he has a story to relate to us about a, an interesting experience that he had when he was in high school, right, Dad? Yeah, it was around my senior year in high school. So, like, what year? What year would that have been? It was probably 1964. 1964. Okay, and um, maybe just a little bit of background. Um, you know, where where did you go to? Where did you go to school? Where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town in New Jersey. Uh, it it was mostly the town itself was just a small town along the Delaware River. And you can say where where was that? Where like, that was, was in it? Phillipsburg, New Jersey. So Phillipsburg, New Jersey, nineteen sixty what four sixty four. And um, and the the area that the town itself was just a small town, and surrounding uh, the town of Phillipsburg was mostly rural farmland, and. Uh, you know, most of the friends I hung around with were people that either lived on farms or or lived in the outskirts of town, and uh, so we spent a lot of time back uh, riding around on the rural roads in in and around Phillipsburg. Yeah, because at, at, like you were saying, at that time it wasn't necessarily um, so. Not that it's like metropolitan now, but it wasn't quite so built up. There yeah. weren't there weren't as many developments. There there was really just like Phillipsburg, maybe a few small suburbs, <clears throat> and mostly farmland all around the area. Most of the the county at that time was uh, open farmland, and this would have been Warren County, right? War <coughs> yeah, Warren County. On this particular night, uh, in 1964, uh, what what were you doing? Well, at that time, you know, most most of the time, uh, you know, when you're in your last year of high school, you're out cruising around with your buddies in the car and just uh, driving around and see what uh, what was going along. Uh, in the town, uh, and Try, just just having a good time, trying to get into trouble, but not too much. Trouble. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, we we were driving around mostly. Uh, there were uh, I think there were five of us in the car. And what what time of year was it? What time of year was this? Were you going into your senior year, or were you finished with your? No, senior this year? was towards the, the end of my senior year. We were. 
it was it was probably it wasn't June yet. We we weren't going into graduation, so it was probably May in that area. And uh, you know, like most of the the teenagers at that time, you know, you you piled in a car and you drove around and you were looking for stuff to do. You know, you cruised the strip in Easton, Pennsylvania, across the river, and you know, you were just looking for. Anything that was going on at the time. Looking for girls to talk to. Yeah, anything like that. Hang out at a burger joint. Right. Bowling alley. Cla- kind of classic. The, the, if, if people wanted to visualize this, it'd be like American graffiti. Graffiti, right. <laughs> right. All right, so so you said you were in the, in the car with maybe... Um, what, when you were... Because you were heading to pick somebody up. If I remember the story right. No, no, we no. were we were in the car. There were there were five of us. Okay. Uh, guys that w- uh, we used to hang around together, and uh, the one fellow that was uh, driving his car, uh, he had a '58 Chevy Impala, and we were all in his car and driving around and having a good time, and. Uh, you know, eventually we we ran low on gas, and because he lived on a farm, his father they had a big gas tank on their farm. Oh, so this is this is like if you, if you think like Night of the Living Dead. In Night of the Living Dead, they have that scene where they have to drive. They're trying to drive the truck like up the little road to the gas. Uh, yeah, they had they had the they had the gas pumps, like up. His his farm was uh, down in a rural area south of Phillipsburg, and uh, his dad, uh, because they were farmers, they had their own gas tank on the property, so that they could gas up tractors and whatever. Right, right. So instead of stopping at a gas station he drove home to get gas out of the tank because they would just get like a delivery yeah they would get monthly deliveries to their gas tank so we were driving back to his farm so he could put gas in his car and and you have you don't have to give the last name but what was his first name do you remember his first name was bill bill okay and their farm uh, was was south of Phillipsburg, and it, their farm was on a. Uh, you had to drive up a long dirt lane to get to their farm, and because uh, it sat off the road, the main road, and so we had to drive up this long dirt driveway to get to the gas pump that was just just maybe 50 yards off uh, the house. Okay. It sat between the barn and the house. All right. And, and what kind of, what kind of, you said it was in probably like May. What, yeah. What kind of night was it? Was it like cool? Was it humid? Was it clear? Well, it was a clear night and it was, uh, yeah, it was, 
moderate temperatures. It wasn't real hot or real cold. You know, for May, it's, you know, you, you can have various temperatures in May. But it was just a comfortable night. We were riding around with the windows down. And, and uh, like I said, we got low on gas. And instead of going to the gas station... Go get the free gas. Yeah, go get the gas at his <laughs> at his farm, and of course we we chipped in money to give to his dad so that you know and it was cheaper. Yeah, because they got gas cheaper than at the station. Yeah, you're not paying the state fees and right. all that kind of stuff. So uh, we went down to gas up his car so we could do a, a little more driving around and having a good time. Yeah. So now, um, when you when you went out that way, now, so it was Bill's house. Yeah, the farmhouse. So, so just with first names, if you can remember, like who who else? You said it was about five guys. Who else was in the car with you? Yeah, there was uh, Bill, Bob, Frank, myself, Harry, and I'm not sure if it was Glenn. There was one other person with us, but I, I'm not sure that, uh, who it was. Okay. But there were there were five of us in the car. All right, so you, you get to the house, and you you pull up, and what what is what does the house look like? Like a, a general idea of what the 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 house and the 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 grounds around the house. Well, the were house like. was a like a kind of a Victorian style home. You know, white. Uh, you know, the barn, the barn and outbuildings were red. You know, just like a normal yeah, classic farmhouse. Yeah, farm uh, house would be. Now, were were there any? Was the place lit up at all? Was there any? There was one light. They had a they had a like an overhead light in in the upper part of the driveway where you pulled in. Uh, that stayed on all night. It was like a, like, almost like a light on on a street light. It was like one of those old like um, halogen bulbs where it, like yeah, it had one of those old corrugated covers on it. You know, with a a large light bulb. It was one of those big light bulbs that lit up. You know that area. Was it one of those old ones that like made noise when it lit up? Did it like buzz when it lit up? No, it was. Uh, an old filament bulb, okay, one, right. but a big one, a large bulb, yeah. and it had a corrugated uh, cover on it. And uh, they used, you know, they had that on just to light up the uh, the area where you pulled in if you were driving, and you could pull in and and see where you were going. Yeah, and that was between the house and the barn. Right. All right, and and. Was there was there any other light on the road? No, the dirt road is was is dark. Okay, and it it's the dirt road was probably, uh, you know, their lane was probably maybe seventy five yards long till you get to the house off the main road. And and around the house, like what you know, it's farmland. What what was well around the house was yard. Yeah. And like I said, then it, you know, it came up to the the drive area, and 
then it was all uh, dirt lane up and around the barn and and stuff like that where they pulled the tractors in and out and so there was a there was a fence that ran uh, down along the south part of the the lawn which was on the other side was pasture and that ran down all the way down to the roadside the main roadside and then followed the road the main roadside down and then cut up across the field okay and uh and then it was a fence on the other side of the the lane which went up along the roadside to you know on the left side and that was all pasture so the lane was fenced in yeah okay you know there was fence on both sides of the lane all right and so you you pull up to the house and what happened well we pulled up and the gas pump was uh the gas tank and pump were right just off of that light yeah okay so he pulled the car up in there and he was going to go in the house to tell his father that we were going to get gas out of the tank so we we were all standing around the car you know we all got out of the 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 car and stood there waiting for him to go in to tell us kicking dirt shooting the shit yeah just hanging out and he was going to go in and tell his dad that he was going to get gas out of the tank and uh so he started to walk down across the yard you had to walk down the uh, pathway to the house from where the gas pump was located. Yeah. And he started to walk down through the yard. And, what, you know, once you get down towards the house, you know, the light is not as bright. Yeah. Yeah, it starts to fade out. Yeah. Now, were any, were any lights on in the house? Yeah, there were lights on in the house. Okay. You know, his parents uh, were up. And, of course, he had... A uh, sister and a couple brothers, so I'm assuming they were all in the house, and uh, so he started down a- across the yard, and when he got about three quarters of the way to the house, he yelled out, "Who's there?" So now, if he's walking towards the house, like. Which direction is he yelling to? Is he yelling towards the back towards the road or back towards where it goes? No, he's yelling towards. He's yelling towards the house. Oh, towards the house. Yeah. Okay. And he yelled, "Who's there?" And there was silence for a bit, and then he yelled again, "Who's there?" And, of course, we all turned and looked. And, and to, we're, so is he facing directly at the house? He's facing, he's almost to the house. Okay. And we all turned to look. And he yelled back to us. He says, hey, he says, there's somebody here standing by the house. And we said, well, who is it? And he says, I don't know, but he's big. So he said, again, he called, 
who's there? And all of a sudden we heard this crashing and banging and he said, hey, there's somebody here, let's get them. So we all tore down through the yard. And now are you going to the side of the house? It's in the back of the house. Towards the back of the house, away from the road. Away from the road. But when you go around the house, it heads towards the lane. Okay, so it's like it, it angles back. Yeah. Because the, the lane comes up in front of the house and, and comes around. So we all take off and we're charging down through the yard. And he says, he's yelling to us, let's catch this guy. Let's catch this guy. So we're chasing him down through the yard. Now we're all young and, and 17, 18 at the most. So we're, we're you know. Yeah, now now you were a you were a football player, right? You were a football player. Yeah. Um, now now, how many of the guys that you were with were either on the football team with you? Well, I was or were only athletes? I was only on the football team, and there was, uh, uh, you know, Frank had played football, but he had uh, dropped out like his junior year, and the rest of them were just you know guys from school and uh so you know we're we can conquer the world we're all yeah 17 18 you know we're going yeah. after this you you think you're gonna you're gonna pound a prowler yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we're chasing them down through the yard now it's dark but you can see you know you can see figures and we got down to the end of the yard where the fence was along the dirt road. Yeah. And uh, now previously to this, you know, we, we said we heard all this crashing and banging and all of that stuff, you know, when Bill said, you know, let's get this guy. And... Uh, when we got down around the house and headed towards the lane, there, there's a cow fence there, you know, like a, uh, you know, not the electric fence, but a regular... Is it like a split rail? No, it's like a square uh, wire fencing. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, we're chasing them down across the yard and... and now, that fencing is about four foot high. Yeah. Four foot, you know, because it's because of the, you know, keeping the cows out and whatever. And and this person or whatever it was leaped over that fence in stride. Yeah. And we all had to get down there and go over, you know, hand over leg yeah. to get over it. And we're chasing them down the lane. So now you're running down the dirt road. Down the dirt road towards the main road. And now, at what from from your vantage point, like, are you are you, where are you in the group of guys? Like, who's, oh, in, who's we're, in front? We're we're like, you know, I I might have been ahead of him. Bill was 
was the head of he all was the of first one. To yeah, take he off was after. chasing them down through the yard. So you see Bill, and then you see this this figure ahead and, of him, and and the figure. What does the figure look like to you? Well, the figure is upright, and you can see it's tall. Yeah, so about like about how tall? Like oh, if you, if you had to guess, based on your height or your your buddy's foot height, easy. Seven foot, easy. Yeah, so like you're you're talking like a like an NBA basketball player. Yeah, seven foot easy. And, and what's the build? Oh, it it was big. I don't know why we were chasing it, <laughs> but <laughs> but it was you know it was. But we thought it was a person. Yeah. So the, you, this looks this looks like as you're running after this person. This is this looks like a you know maybe a basketball player but maybe with like a more like a oh he was he was like an NFL player's build yeah he was big and broad but you're thinking like with the group with of guys you five got, of us we figured, you got a good shot yeah that we were we were going to overtake him and you know and, and and as far as the foot chase so you say he leaped over the fence he leaped over in the stride fence, in stride like he's a hurdler and as far as and we all had a leap over right. hand over and as far as your pace are you keeping up with him is he pulling away well when he got to the road and he just you know he just leaped over and we all had a leap you know, he, he got a bit of a lead on you. Yeah, he got a bit of a lead. And we're all running down the lane. And about three quarters of the way down the lane. But you but you see you see arms like yes. swinging. Yes. You can see the, le the legs are going could, just, just like the rest of you. You could see him running. Yep. And about three quarters of the way down the lane. He just drops down on all fours and starts running. And starts running on all fours. Like, like, you know, some some people some people would say like, um, you know, when they talk about these experiences, they talk about misidentifying bears and things like that. But you're seeing him running just like the way the rest of you are running. He was running just like a biped. But then all of a sudden, this figure. Drops down and then is running at like a bear or some other four-legged animal. On all fours. And he just left us. And left you in the dust. Yep. And did you get any kind of look at the, the like any details as to what it looked like? Or no, it was just a dark figure because there was no light. But you could see the, the dark figure. You could see the you know the outline and the profile and you know once he dropped down on all fours he he just took off and all, all the guys that were out in front just stopped and said whoa what what just happened he just <laughs> and we were just dumbfounded so you know, at that time we just quit there in the lane. He he was gone and across the main road and over into the next 
And so uh, he just disappeared into the dark, into well, the Well, into the f- uh, other farmland. It was yeah. on the other side of the road, there was another farm. But at, at some point, you lost sight. Yeah, of... we lost sight of him once he got down to the main road and went across. You know, so we were all standing there in the lane talking, and Bill said, what the hell was that? And we said, I don't know. <laughs> you know, what were we chasing? Because Bill is yelling like, you know, like it's up, up to now, Bill has yelled, you know, there's somebody here, yeah. let's get him. He thought it was a person. He thought it was a person, and then as you're chasing it, you're seeing what you believe is a person. A person, yeah. They're running down biped, you know, arm swing. and. But one, once, the, once it drops down onto all fours, fours. it's like reality's out the window yeah it's like what in the world was that (laughs) and And do you you remember like like internally like obviously you're describing like being shocked but like do you remember internally like what your thought process was like well where did did your mind take you at that moment well we were thinking well god that's not a person what you know what were we chasing and I mean, we were kind of shocked that it ran, but I guess because of the numbers, we had five people chasing it. They it must have figured that it didn't want to deal with yeah five people, you know. And yeah, you you seem to scare, have scared it, whatever it was. Well, yeah, it must have been startled that there were so many of us that were chasing it, you know. And, of course, we're yelling, you know, for it to stop and whatever. And, and did, did did the figure make any kind of sounds that you no, heard? No, it didn't make any sound. It just ran. And when, I, when we saw it leap the fence, that was a, a, a shocker. Because we, we all had to go over hand over leg to get over the fence. It leapt over the fence. Yeah. And it just leaped over like a like a track guy would leap over a... Just one leg up, bang, and it's over. Over. Never even paused. Nope. And uh, then once, once we stopped and kind of gathered ourselves... You know, as to, well, you know, we were all talking, what the hell was that? Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then we started to walk back up to the house. And when we got up to the house, we walked around the the back of the house. And here Bill and his sister and them had a rabbit hutch behind the house, right next to the house, because they kept rabbits yeah now was this was this like a? I know some people they have the rabbit hutches they're like up off the ground yeah well this was this was uh it was up on uh stilts yeah and it was about maybe six feet long and you know all wired in and whatever and when we got up and came around the the back of the house Bill went in and turned the the uh, back light on. They had a light off their back porch, but that uh, was that wasn't just the light that wasn't the on. 
he went in and turned it on. Uh, it was like a floodlight. You yeah. Know? And uh, when he turned it on, and we looked, here the rabbit hutch was completely destroyed. Whatever that was, it went like right through. It, it. went right through the hap, uh, that rabbit hutch and broke, just shattered it. That's what all that noise we heard was. Yeah. Breaking through the the rabbit hutch. Because when it took off, it just blew right through that rabbit hutch, and it was just shattered. There were no rabbits in it. It was empty at that time. Okay, all right. But it it just completely destroyed the rabbit hutch. And then Bill went in and told his father, his parents, and they came out, and they looked, and they said, well, what happened? And they said, well, it was... Something standing out here in the yard when we came, and it was huge. You know, it was like seven foot high, and and when we started to come down and chase it, it just ran through the rabbit hutch and down across the yard and over the fence and down the lane. And it, it was a an experience I'll tell you until we saw it drop down on all fours I mean before that we thought it was just a person yeah because you could just see the 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 outline and the you know and, and, and we what, knew it was tall but with the five of us we thought well you know if we catch them we can and and now so a lot of times anymore with you know I mean, obviously, you don't at that point. You're you're wondering what it is. Did 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 anybody <clears throat> did any of your friends say Bigfoot or anything? Was that even like a thing at that time? Was that no, even a thing that, that you guys that were was, aware of? We we really didn't think about that, and no, I don't think anybody even mentioned that. We just thought. Well, you know what would do that? What what kind of animal? Because we figured it, it wasn't human to get down like that on all fours and and you know run. Now, a lot of times, you know, especially recently, when people describe having these experiences, you hear like the skeptics like right away they want to say, "Oh, misidentified bear." misidentified bear it was walking on two legs and you just you know you got freaked out and you didn't realize what it was and you saw something on two legs so you just assumed it was bigfoot and all that so like but when bears when you see bears walking on two legs it's not like they walk or even when they try to like run it's not like they move like a man no so like, can you can you say like definitively that this figure that you saw wasn't like waddling? It was full blown like long two long legs. It was running like a biped would run, like a primate. Yeah, even better than a primate. You know, primates run. They still have a crazy gait when they run. Yeah. This this was running. Like a human. Like a biped, you know, human would run. 
until it got down three quarters of the way down the lane and then it dropped down on all fours and started to run on all fours and bears don't do that yeah we've i you know we're raised in a country and we know what bears look like and that that's not that's not how bears act bears would have got down on all fours right away and and taken off and ran yeah yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't have gone that far? No, like like if you had to judge just offhand, like from your memory, what the distance was between when you started chasing it to where it dropped down on all fours. About how far do you think it ran before it did that? Like yards or oh. just if you can if you can put a, a yeah, I mean estimate on it. I mean from the from the. From the house across the lawn to the fence was probably 40 yards. And like I said, it leaped over the fence. Right. Upright. Like a track. It didn't dive over it. No, it leaped over. It was upright going over the fence. Right. And then, you know, till we got to the fence and hopped over and it was, like I said, it was already three quarters of the way down the lane. Uh, we were probably 40 yards behind it. Yeah. So you, so you're thinking by the time it dropped down, it's almost a, it's, it's run almost maybe a football field. Yeah. 80 yards at least. Almost a football field upright. Right. And then it drops down. And then it drops down. And which I don't think any bear, except maybe that one bear that has no arms. I don't know if you ever saw that video. Yeah. Like, no bear, healthy bear, has run a football field, close to a football field, upright before dropping down onto all fours to get away from a threat. And like I said, it was was almost to the end of the lane when it dropped down and started running on all fours across the main road and into the next farm field. Right. And it and we couldn't see it, but it probably leaped that fence. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, and you know then we we couldn't see it anymore. It was in the dark. Without without dropping his last name, Frank. Those your your best friend. Right. Has there been any time after that that you and Frank have brought that? experience back up in conversation and spoken about it yeah we talked we we every once in a while we talked about it it uh i mean we didn't go spreading it around that we well yeah because it's you know chase this thing or whatever people are gonna think you're crazy they're gonna call you, you yeah know, we just we and... just didn't tell a whole lot of people about it just the the five guys that were there we you know and uh and of course we told bill's parents and and stuff about it and and his brothers and sisters that we chased this thing down across the the yard cuz uh his his father uh was was good friends you know they went to school with my parents yeah so i knew his parents you know well 
And uh, so, did, did anybody ever bring it bring it back up and like theorize on what it was? Did anything ever, or was it just one of those? things? No, that... I probably I probably think that we didn't think about that till later years when all this Bigfoot stuff came up. And then you're like, oh, and then, and then we kind could of that have been. Yeah, and then we kind of thought, well, you know, what did we see? Maybe we saw uh, possibly a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot because there was no other explanation we could give, give for it. it, it I mean, we just didn't know what, what the heck it was. Yeah. Outside of, like, a werewolf or some other more... No, I don't think... would be, it, like, a more outlandish Yeah, I don't thing. think... I don't think... Uh, yeah, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't even go in that direction. We just thought it was just an odd creature that <laughs> we didn't know what to make of it. And... But then in later years, when all this Bigfoot stuff came out, we we kind of thought and mentioned once in a while, well, maybe we chased the Bigfoot down the lane, you yeah. know. And, and we even kind of thought, well, we must have been crazy for... For chasing this thing. Oh know. yeah, 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 yeah. You, you want to get your arm ripped off? You uh, yeah, know. but I think because of the numbers, yeah, we had five people chasing it, and it must have just thought, well, I'm not going to deal with five people chasing me. I, you know, yeah, because if it, if it had just been like Bill or something, that might yeah, have been... if it would have been one or two people, but because there was five of us and. Of course, we're all yelling, going down across the, you know, yeah, telling telling them, hey, stop, you know what, you know, and I just think the numbers was was in our favor because I don't think it wanted to deal with. Yeah, it's too much trouble. Yeah, that many people, so it it just you know. Now, did did you ever did you ever wonder? Like what reason it might have had to be around the house? Who knows? It it could have been checking out the rabbit hutch, thinking that there might be something there that it you know it could poach. Yeah, if they if it smelled. Yeah, smelled you know. the rabbits and and uh, I mean they had cows and stuff in there, but they were up in the barn, and I, I you know I don't know whether a uh, it wanted to bother with something that big. Yeah. And did, did Bill or any of his uh, family members mention anything weird happening around? Like, once this happened, did they mention if there had been anything odd going on around the house before that or after that? No. They, uh, you know, they never had any inkling of... So if it hadn't been for you guys, they wouldn't have even known this no. thing was out there. No, it was outside the house. And uh, like I said, who knows what it was looking for. It, you know, it might have just been looking for something to eat. Uh, you know, now they had chickens and stuff like that there. and But like I said, the rabbit hutch was right there. Yeah. And it was, it was just off the rabbit hutch. 
It was like right when, in that area when you and yeah when, when you first when saw, Bill it, when saw, Bill saw it, it. It was on the upper end of the rabbit hutch, and you know then there was maybe ten feet to the back porch, you know the back door. Yeah. So Bill almost walked up on it. Yeah, he he was walking down the the path to the back porch, and that's when he saw this figure standing if, there. If he hadn't have been looking around, he might have just walked right into it. Well, yeah, even. he would have walked right, you know, it, luckily he spotted it first. You know, he saw the figure standing there, and he just thought it was a person. Yeah. And, you know, that's when he yelled, you know. He said, hey, what do you, you know, who are you? And, you know, and he, he yelled that like three times and got no response. Yeah. And that's when he, you know, he yelled back to us. He says, hey, there's somebody down here by the house. And that, and that's when we all started to head down, and that's when it ran. Yeah. And it went right through the rabbit coop, just shattered it, yeah. broke it all to pieces. Yeah. And you guys, you guys had, were in that mindset. You had every intention that you were going to beat the livid snot out of it. We were going to catch whoever it was and... and subdue them or <laughs> yeah do whatever yeah and uh, fortunately we didn't catch it <laughs> it was because it would have probably kicked our ass but, but yeah it was uh it would have it been like the jack links commercial <laughs> yeah i mean it was you know so uh it was just a, a crazy experience it you know now did and, that did that before you had that experience did you ever entertain that anything like that was real or could be real? Like, did, did you have any kind of, like, concept of, like... Like, did, did you fantasize about weird stuff in the world? No. Before that happened? No, we never... We ne You know, like I said, at that time, you know, Bigfoot wasn't even a... Yeah. Yeah, because like the 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 footage and stuff hadn't become big like no. that. That famous uh, what is it? Is the calif the guys in California? Yeah, that stuff hadn't. The Gimlin. Gotten, the, the yeah the yeah the 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 Gimlin film that hadn't come out. No, we had we didn't know anything about Bigfoot or and uh, uh, otherwise. <laughs> we probably wouldn't have chased it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was just, we just thought it was some big person. And, uh, you know, it just turned out to not be that. And now after that, so you say like at some point, once Bigfoot starts to become like a known thing. Well, then we kind of thought. You start wondering if yeah. that's, you know. And so with that, like, did that change your perspective on you know, when these stories come, like the things that might be out there, the, the, like that, that reality, like did that like change your perspective of like reality might not be what I necessarily maybe thought it was up to now? Yeah. Well, we kind of, you know, we kind of thought later, you know, after, after stuff came about, uh, we kind of thought that, well, maybe we don't know everything that's out there. And, you know, we, we did mention a couple times that, well, geez, maybe it was uh, a 
cryptid of some kind of Bigfoot or a because we couldn't explain it. We couldn't explain why this thing did the things it did. And, uh, you know, you, after a while, you kind of wonder, well, maybe we encountered a Bigfoot. Who knows? And did, did that, do you think that made you, uh, you in particular, more open to those ideas of like well when, yeah when a weird thing would be presented like a you know you'd see a story on television or something like that did it make you more open to thinking like oh yeah that could totally be real because that matches my experience yeah because i thought well there might be animals out there that we don't necessarily know about and uh uh, you know, there was no other way to explain how it did the things it did. And it, it certainly wasn't human. Yeah. I mean, you know, to drop down on all fours and run like a an animal, you kind of wonder, well, what the hell? And then, you know, for years after that, Bill... When he was still living at home, <laughs> when he would drive in to the farm, he would always turn his car so that the headlights, the headlights hit would shine down through the the back of the house in the yard. That you know, that's how it affected him. And you know, uh, like I said, we you know most of the other guys well. Uh, Bob, he lived on a farm uh, further down uh, the road from Bill. I don't know whether he had the same <laughs> kind of experience that, you know, Bill just was very cautious after that. When he pulled in, he would always turn his car so that the headlights would shine down through the yard. Yeah. So he could see, you know. Yeah. And... Uh, and Bob lived on a farm, you know, further down. And uh, I don't know whether he did the same thing when he went home. But, but his his house was down on the main road and their farm was up. Wasn't necessarily secluded. Yeah, it wasn't uh, like he when he went home, he, he went to the house on the main road. So he wasn't like up by the farm. So you have this experience in, in 1964... It changes your perspective on, you know, what could possibly be out there in the world. Um, did, you, did you ever have another experience after this with anything similar or anything that, you know, reinforced this idea that, like, maybe you saw some kind of Sasquatch-like creature or anything like that? It might have been a couple of years after that happened. Uh, we, uh, I was, you know, we were we were all pretty much living still at home, even though we had graduated. Uh, well, I had graduated from high school. There were there were still guys that were still in because they were juniors, and. Um, We had another experience uh, again on a on a back road in in farm country. 
So, so were you with? You weren't with the exact same group of guys, were you? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much the same group, okay. Same group, and uh, this time it was it was down on on uh, Bob's farm road. Oh, so okay, the road near his place. Yeah. Now they had a long dirt road that uh, went in from the main road, uh, and it was it was. At that time, it was never paved. It was just a dirt road. Okay. That we they were used for tractors to get to fields and yeah whatever, and it went down past his farm to the main road where his house was located. Okay. Because their house was on the main one of the main roads, but the farm was up the dirt road, uh, and it's it sat off the road on on the left side of the road. And, uh, all right. And like, what, like what was taking you back that way? Well, we, we were driving back his road. I think we were taking him down to his house. Uh, I guess because he wanted to tell his parents that he was going to stay out a little later. With so us. you were just cutting through down this lane. Yeah. We were cutting down his lane from, uh, the small town of Alpha outside of Phillipsburg and we were coming in the back way okay and so we went up the uh, came up the main road and then turned onto his lane which is called Winner's Road yeah and like I said it was mostly just where the tractors yeah drove out to the fields and you know did their work so and what about what time of night was it it was late. It was about, it might have been about 11. So he wanted to get there to let them know before he ended up getting in trouble. Yeah, he wanted to go down and tell his parents that he was going to stay out a little later than usual. Yeah. And uh, so we were driving down the lane and there's no lights. There's no, you know. Just your headlights. Just, yeah, it's yeah. just pitch black. And... We got about halfway down the lane, and all of a sudden, Bill stopped the car, and these three creatures or animals came running across the field and across the road in front of us and went into the next field. Now, they were on all fours, and they had long white hair like shaggy yeah like um like an afghan dog oh, okay you know with that long flowing hair or like an angus cow or like you know something like that they were long it was long flowing hair and they ran across the road <laughs> in front of us and into the next field and disappeared and we don't know what they were, <laughs> but they they weren't they weren't cow shaped. No, they weren't. I mean, they were down on all fours, you know, like a dog or a wolf or whatever. But they had this long flowing hair. And about how about how big? How big? Well, they were they were good size. They you know now they might have been they might have been thirty or forty yards down the road in front of us. 
because Bill stopped. He didn't want to get up, you know, too close because he didn't so want So he him. seemed to spot him coming. Yeah, he was driving on the road. You know, we were all kind of talking. And, yeah. And he just came to a stop. And he said, look at that. And these three things went across the field and the road in front of us and into the next field. So, so at about 40 yards out, like how... Like, how, how big do these... Like, what would be your estimation of, like, a size comparison? Oh, well, they, they were good size. They were... <laughs> I mean, they weren't as big as a cow. You know, they didn't stand as high as a, a cow would, but they were... They were pretty good size, whatever they were. We didn't... We, we, we had were, no and, idea what they were. And were they all the same size? Yeah, pretty much. They were all about the same height. And, uh, you know, they might have been four foot from nose to end. Okay. And uh, the main thing was the, the hair, the flowing hair was... And we had no idea what they were. Which I mean, four four feet nose to end. I mean, that's 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 pretty long. Yeah. You know, fi you figure like you know, I I stand about five nine. You know, and these are bent over at the waist, so from nose to hind end being four feet, that means if they were to stand upright, you're adding on probably another another maybe four feet. Yeah. You're talking. But... You're talking like maybe eight foot tall. Uh, it's possible. I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe what their legs might have been three feet in length. Okay, so maybe seven feet. Comparable. So you couldn't really see their legs because of that. Because of the hair. Yeah, the flowing. The hair, hair was that. The hair was that long. Oh yeah, it was that long. It, co it, was it covered. Long. It covered the you, you most of their leg. Yeah, you couldn't make out a distinct shape of their no. their legs. It was that uh, was really strange. I, we uh, we had no idea what the, they were. We didn't even move the car up. Yeah, to the area where they went across because we we said, well, we don't know what what the hell was that. What what were they? Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that that, that was just weird. And now you said that was about two years later. Yeah, maybe a year and a half, two years later. And what what time of year was that? Do you remember? Oh gosh, that may have been in the fall, or getting towards the fall. Maybe September, somewhere in there, October. Because uh, I I'm pretty sure they had most of the crops cut off. Yeah. In the, in the fields, because we could see them coming across the one field. You could see the shapes on the coming coming towards the road. Towards the road, yeah. Or Bill did. Bill saw yeah. them, and then he yelled, "Look at that!" And and we By saw. By the time them. you looked, they're already coming across. Well, yeah, they were like right to the edge of the road, and then going across the road. So he saw them coming across the 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 field because he had high beams on because the. Like I said, it's pitch black out there, and you got to put the high beams on, you know, in case a deer or whatever. Yeah. 
And they didn't turn and look or like pay any attention they to you. They right just went right across. They just went right across, never stopped. And uh, and about how fast? How fast would were they going across? Well, the they road? weren't. They weren't like running, running. They were just kind of loping. So that it was more like they were just they were moving. Yeah, they were. You just, just happened to come into contact. Yeah, and they were just moving at the pace. Yeah, they were just moving across wherever they were going. So it wasn't like the other thing where it was like it bolted. Yeah. No. No. These. Uh, when they went across the road, they were just, you know, loping across and into the other field. And then, you know, they, well, eventually they just got out of the, the beam of light. And, and what was, what was, if you remember, what was the gate? Were they like, was it smooth or was it like that? No, they were loping. Undulating up and down. Yeah, they were loping across. More like like what again to make the bear comparison? If somebody wanted to, you know, compare this to it, it's like the way bears kind of they have that undulating loping. Yeah, they were they were just kind of loping across. Whereas like a wolf would would be like a smooth, you know. Yeah, motion. they weren't. They didn't move like like wolves or or even a dog. They 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 were kind of loping. Yeah, it it's kind of like they. The both front legs went at the same time simultaneously. It's not like when uh, dogs or coyotes run; they they're running and their legs right. are going at different. Which also is kind of how gorillas move. Gorillas move with that; they put the their arms out first, and then like carriage their body. Yeah, but this was more. This was this was more of a smooth lope. Okay. They they uh, like they're they're super comfortable moving that way. Yeah, it wasn't like they were straining themselves to. Now, who knows how they moved when it, if they were at uh, full speed? But they didn't seem to, you know, be startled or anything. They just kind of loped, like they were had a purpose where they were going. Or, yeah, and. Uh, you you couldn't really tell like like we don't know whether the the that hair was gray or you know what color it was because the the high beams hit it and it looked white yeah but it but, could have been that the hair was kind of shiny yeah it could have been gray or you know some other color but it just when the high beams were on it it looked kind of whitish yeah flowing hair and it, that that was what was really odd was the fact that uh, the hair was so long and flowing and uh, they were just they, they that was odd <laughs> and i have no other way to explain you know what they were well it's so strange did, did any of you guys put it to like you're basically in the same area yeah it's it's bob's farm is maybe three miles four miles from where bill's place was but that was totally different that you know so so you didn't notice like that that first figure didn't have like any noticeably like substantial hair 
Like, yeah, it, it just looked like a dark figure, you know. It was and, like it was a fairly clean shape. Uh, yeah, and the hair wasn't like flowing or long or it was just a we could just see a dark shape where these you could see because they were in the headlights, you know, you could yeah. you could make out what what it looked like. And uh like I said they it had hair like Afghan dogs. Now maybe that's what they were. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, somebody in that area might have three, three Afghans just running around. But it it was just odd to see. It, you know, but the fact that they didn't move like dogs would. Yeah, they they didn't have the gait like a dog. They just they kind of loped. Yeah. With. Uh, their front legs and and back, and I don't think we ever talked about that one too much. After that, yeah, we we were kind of just dumbfounded as to what you know what we had seen. And you're like, let's not let's not go out to their houses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that never that never stopped us from you know going out that way. It's just that that was just odd to see. And just totally unexplainable. I don't know what what they were. Do you feel right now, sitting here, like that you, uh, not knowing for sure that it, if it was a Bigfoot or any of that, but like, do you feel like that night you saw, you know, what would be referred to as some form of cryptid? Oh yeah, the the one at Bill's was definitely something that isn't natural in the in you know what you think of as animals or like known animals yeah yeah it's not an established that, that was definitely something totally different that that now like i said the other th- thing you know like i said uh if somebody had afghan hounds or something in the area i don't know if they were running loose or or what uh th- they were just it it was just strange to see out there in the in the middle of farmland and and them running across the field and across the road. So I don't, what, I can't say for certain what what they were. The last thing that comes to mind was: do you, did you did you ever hear anybody else ever tell any stories of seeing weird stuff out in that part of Warren County? Like did you did you ever like hear like a rumor of oh so and so saw something weird you know one night or or a hunter saw something out when he was hunting somebody's property the the were or were these the only two experiences that you know of from that area? Yeah, they're the only ones I know of, and like I said, you know there were five of us. Yeah. And we all saw it. Yeah. So uh, I never heard of anybody mentioning anything. Now maybe they, maybe people had seen stuff, but they didn't ever say anything. We never even told. Uh, Outside of that group, no, you never. Yeah, told we never us told all. anybody else about it. We just uh, we just didn't talk about it because it was kind of. Kind of well, cookie. who's going to believe we chased a, a seven-foot thing down a, a lane, you know? 
So, uh, I mean, we discussed it amongst ourselves, but we never really uh, went around and told anybody that we saw and chased this thing, you know, down Bill's Lane. The only other people that know about it is his parents and his brothers and sisters because they came out of the house, yeah. you know, and we, and we told them what happened. And they saw the evidence... You know, with the rabbit hutch being uh, destroyed and broken up, and and so. it, and, it, and if for some reason, like you know, for for anybody out there that might be listening and and doubting it, like, do you do you think that like if you were to call up Frank or you know any of these guys, like, would they would they say, oh yeah, absolutely, I remember that, I saw that, that was that was a scary thing. Well, I would have hoped that they would admit that they saw it, uh, you know. But, I mean, I don't know for certain whether they would admit it. But, uh, you know, we were we were all uh, pretty down to earth, sane guys. Yeah, you were you weren't guys that like went out looking at the sky for UFOs. No, or went out looking no. for, you know, and uh, all of us went on to 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 do pretty good things in life with, you know, uh, good professions and whatever. And, but like I said, we never, yeah, it's not, it's not like, it's not like you guys were like, you know, a bunch of kooks living out in shacks. No. You know, we, uh, <laughs> Say, saying, I, you know, I, I saw, I saw Abraham Lincoln the other day. Yeah. Know? We, uh, and like I said, we didn't, yeah, you know, we talked about it occasionally, but we didn't really, discuss it too much and and I don't know how they feel about later when all this Bigfoot stuff came out whether they kind of made the correlation of well maybe that's what it was uh, I don't know how they think about yeah. you know that I made the correlation after all the stuff about Sasquatch and Bigfoot and all that came out. And, uh... And, and what do you think, like, do you... You know, some people might think that it would be really odd for something like that to exist in a place like Warren County, New Jersey. At that time, yes. Yeah, but... but because, it, because at that time, that part of Warren County was very rural... Yeah. There, it was all farmland around Phillipsburg at that time, and it was, you know, woodlots and woods and... But so, so, if, so if people are thinking, like, if people are thinking when they hear, like, oh, this is like a Bigfoot story from New Jersey, if they're thinking of it like New Jersey that they know now, that would be not, that would be the wrong conception of what, the New Jersey of your 1964 looked like. Yeah. There would be a lot of room for something to move around and not be seen necessarily. Yeah, because that that part of Northwest Jersey at that time was very rural. It was all farmland and woods and... Uh, Didn't have all these housing developments no. and strip malls and... You, you went... 
two minutes outside of Phillipsburg, and it was all rural. Yeah. It was all farmland and open space and woods, and and it's nothing like it is today. So there would be a lot of room, especially at night, for something to move around oh, and, yeah. and never be seen by a living soul. Yeah, it it would be very easy. Uh, from Phillipsburg all the way north, you know, up through Sussex County. That's all w woods and mountains and and uh, all the way to Port Jervis on the on the Jersey New York border. That was, you know, there's nothing but state forests and uh, it, it, yeah, it was open, open rural area, you know. Because I, I think that's that's what some people they get this idea that um, in places like New Jersey or Pennsylvania or uh, other places like that, that there's that there's like no that oh no that that's it's all too built up and there's nothing that could exist there and, and all this kind of stuff and ma and maybe now that might be a little more true, but the time period that we're talking about. It was there was still a lot of open natural oh, spaces yeah. where, you know, something could easily like now like yeah it's kind of obvious that like the Pacific Northwest you know there's so much forest so much, you know un un uh, not uncharted but land where you know not a human soul ever sees it yeah you know so there's lots of room out in places like that now Wyoming you know all these places for something to to be able to hide but back in that time period pennsylvania and you know north jersey that that part of northern jersey were not too dissimilar now there was a lot of open space uh like i said just loads of farms and uh you know, the further you went north, you got into uh, the state forest up towards Water Gap, and uh, you know, and then it, or the uh, you cross over into Pennsylvania at the Water Gap, and you got the Appalachian Trail runs through there, and it's all mountainous and. I mean, they can they can go from the Pine Barrens. In in South Central New New Jersey, which is huge, the Pine Barrens are thousands of acres of nothing but pine forests. Yeah, yeah. And that was all from there up along the the Delaware, and there was like a swath that they could have just been moving yeah, back and that, forth. That and was never... all just farmlands and woodlands and and. Things could move around easily and never, never be seen. Yeah, and then, uh, that's something I think that a lot of people also forget is how far the Appalachian Trail reaches. You know, it comes all the way up into Pennsylvania, into in through parts of of northern New Jersey and all the way up into New York. Yeah, and so and so New the, England. So the idea that um, you know, as we know, our our neighbors to the the South and West Virginia, Virginia, you know, they, they report seeing crazy things all the time. 
you know, so the idea that somehow it could happen there, but this heavily wooded mountain range comes all the way up into our state, you know, oh, but it couldn't possibly happen here. Yeah. You know, like we, we get this like mentality of, no, that couldn't possibly happen up here, even though we share so many of the traits with those places where uh, it gets a little more uh, accepted by some people that this kind of stuff happens regularly, you know. So, well, all right, Dad. Well, I, you know, I really appreciate you sharing the story. Um, I think our, our listeners are going to get a real kick out of it. Um, and and now, also, they probably have a good idea of, you know, why I'm kind of screwed up in the head and like a bunch of weird stuff and <laughs> and enjoy all these stories. And, you know, um, because that's, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know... Uh, you're somebody that like, yeah, you're my dad and you always want to believe your dad and everything like that. But also knowing you as, as a person, you're not a person that just tells fanciful stories. You know, you don't go around just telling tall tales and everything. So for, for you to have uh, told me this story, you know, it, it sticks out as like, you know, this is something that is not, you know, what I would consider like, you know my normal dad conversation you know and so to to hear a story from someone like you is is puts credibility on it in the fact that you know here's somebody that that doesn't go around you know just believing everything and and buying into every crackpot theory and and all this kind of stuff but yet you're like i saw this and i can't tell you what it was, but it sure as hell reminds me of a Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it was it was some kind of animal. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't human or no, no human could, could do what it did. <laughs> well, all right, Dad. Well, thanks. And, um, you know, if, uh, if we do a uh, ghost episode sometime soon, I'll come back to you for for uh, another story all right so thank you very much and okay. we'll talk to you again soon okay okay so that was uh what you just listened to was the interview that i had with my my dad uh norm and um you know uh, you know what an amazing story um uh, as i said i i believe every word of it um uh, you know, we, uh, it's something that he's, he's told a few times. Um, and I've, I've retold it to other people, um, incorrectly. It's a little bit like a game of telephone. Um, you know, <laughs> you think you've heard a story enough times that you can retell it, but you know, things get changed, but that's, that's the, you just got the story from the horse's mouth. Um, you know, an amazing experience and and it's very obviously uh something that stuck with him uh all these years and like i said it really uh every time you know any kind of bigfoot show or sasquatch show and, and the the investigation series that you know you see some of these shows that are probably bs you know what i mean they're they're out there you know just running around in the forest not really ever finding anything ever and you know they're not going to find anything and you know all that kind of stuff he even watches those you know he loves that stuff um 
but uh, but I mean just the the idea that 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 could happen in uh, a place like New Jersey um, is amazing. Now, as, as we mentioned in the interview, um, you know, back back when this happened, back in 1964, uh, New Jersey was a very different place. Um, there was a lot more farmland, a lot less development. Um, same thing for Pennsylvania, you know. So when you hear these stories of Pennsylvania, or anywhere for that matter, um, you, you have to take into consideration the time period where this happened. We can't always apply our, um, our current environment and the sensibility, the, the kind of culture of those environments to these stories that happened years and years, decades and decades ago, um, because the cultures were different and the environments were different and, it would have been a lot easier for for some strange uh, creature to to hide in those environments and not be seen, not ever be seen, especially if it's only coming out at night um, to to forage or hunt or do whatever whatever this thing was doing. Um, so you have to look through those those kind of binoculars at that that past and and understand you know what we're dealing with and then of course you do get into all those kind of crazy things of you know could it possibly be that you know these are crossover events you know that uh, some other some, some gateway has opened up from someplace else now of course my dad doesn't report any ufo stuff or any any of those things going on when this happened. Um, but of course, it's not like they were out looking for it. They're not out there looking around. They're not doing investigations. This was a bunch of guys just looking to have a good time, just looking to go out and, and you know, raise a ruckus and meet girls and eat cheeseburgers and, you know, the whole bit. And so they're not out there. It's not like the people that you see now that go out and go deep in the woods and investigate and do tree knocks and all this kind of stuff. Um, this was just a bunch of guys looking to have a good night. And then all of a sudden, uh, their perspective on their reality got changed, you know, in that night. And then the second event, you know, which, which if you notice, my father is very careful to say that he does not know if either of these are Bigfoot, Sasquatch, anything. And especially with the second event, he's very careful to even say uh, there's a total possibility that the three creatures that they saw cross the road could have been Afghan hounds, someone's Afghan hounds that got out. Um, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And that's that, to me, even lends more credibility to it because... He's not willing to go to that point of saying, yes, I saw Bigfoot. I saw Sasquatch. I saw three, you know, three Sasquatch on all fours cross the road in front of me with shaggy grayish or white hair. He doesn't say that. He says, I don't know what it is, but I know what I saw. You know, the classic, I know what I saw. I know what I saw, and it defies some basic logic 
you know, the accepted logic of the time, the accepted reality that he believed he lived in. It, it goes against that. And so he's saying to his sensibility, knowing what he knows now, having, uh, having all this information that has come out over the years as, as people beca- have become more and more and more and more and more comfortable to talk about their experiences with uh, all cryptids, but especially Bigfoot, Sasquatch, uh, you know, primate-type cryptids, as that information has come out, uh, it, it caused him to think, well, gosh, we saw this very, very large humanoid figure. We chased it. It ran just like we did away from us. I then watched it leap hurdler style over a four foot fence that they had to climb over and my father being an athlete you know he couldn't just hurdle over it he had to climb over the fence just like the other guys and then they're keeping up the chase and that's when this humanoid figure that they've been chasing that they fully think is just some big guy who was creeping around, prowling around this house at night, this person gets down on all fours and then smokes them. Absolutely smokes them. Um, I mean, imagine that. Imagine that's you. Imagine you're out with your friends on a spring night just looking to have some fun Wind is down, listening to the, the music on the radio, looking forward to chatting up uh, some, somebody that you like, you know, at the, down at the local diner or burger joint, and all of a sudden you find yourself chasing some prowler who then proceeds to absolutely blow your mind by basically confirming to you through its behavior that this thing isn't human it's some creature that you've been chasing that you thought you were you thought you were going to catch this thing and beat the tar out of it <laughs> and it it shows you intentionally or unintentionally or otherwise it shows you that now you don't really know what you're doing and you don't really know how this world works. You don't really know everything you thought you knew. And from here on out, from this day on out, your concept of the world as you know it is going to be changed. And um, that's pretty profound. I find that to be a pretty profound thing. And I think that that absolutely fits the concept of a liminal experience. My, my dad, you know, touched the edge of uh, his reality as he knew it and, and came out the other side someplace new. 
with a new understanding of the world in which he lived and the things that lived in it. And, um, and yeah, and, you know, we have a lot of fun on the show. We joke around and we laugh, you know, and, and my dad, you know, looking back on it all these years, years later, you know, and, uh, and, uh, after both of us having a, a couple of little friendly, you know, drinks of good cheer, you know, he looks back on it and he, and he doesn't look back on it in fear. He looks back on it in awe, um, in astonishment. Um, it, it really, um, it really caused him over the years to, to think long and hard about the possibilities. And man, if there's one thing this show is about, it's about possibilities. Um, because we're always willing to entertain the possibilities, you know. It's always great when you can have evidence of something. It's always great when you can have that, uh, you know, when you can find that that footprint that you can cast with the dermal ridges, and the and the the instep is just right, and the 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 uh, heel to toe uh, nature of the imprint, or all these things. You know, it's great when you can have that. It's great when you can have a piece of video or a photograph, you know, that that you can take to an expert and, you know, they can prove that it's not doctored in some way. And, you know, it's it's great to have a, a hair sample that comes back as inconclusive. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, um, it, it's sort of like this the way I the same way I feel about uh, UFO phenomena or even hauntings, or any of any of this stuff. Um, you know, UFO phenomena, uh, some of the experts that are out there, some of the people that are trying to, you know, get disclosure and things, they had the right idea. They started going to cops. They started going to uh, retired military. They started going to people who, uh, as far as... Uh, their reports of their own observations and the the um the weight of what they had to say you know reflecting on them professionally uh is so strong that when when a police officer or uh, a military person a retired officer or whatever when they give you a report of Yes, we saw these objects, they did this, they did that, um, we had these experiences, we saw one up close, yada, yada, yada. Um, that has weight, that has credibility. Um, and, you know, how many people that report hauntings every year, um, you know, just, just the sheer number of those begins, begins to lend credibility because uh, Jenny and I always say, if even... One percent, if even one, if even one, out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of reported uh, ghost and and haunting phenomena, um, even out of the th- the thousands of UFO phenomena reported every year, um, if just one of those stories is actually true, then guess what? Ghosts are real. UFOs exist. Right? If just one, 
you know, because to have that many people report these things to say that they're all lying, that they're all misidentifications, that the numbers, the odds begin to boggle the mind. And it, it, it's, it, it starts to become a mathematical problem. Uh, I, would, I don't want to say an impossibility, but it begins to become a mathematical problem that, what, not, not one of these is an actual, true, valid thing. Um, I, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with people who say that they're all just lying, that, that these thousands of people are all just lying, hoaxing, or misidentifying. Because even the government's own report says that they have at least two of the cases that they reviewed in their UAP report that could not otherwise be explained in any way. And they take those as valid cases of phenomena. They, they're not saying they know what it is, but that it's valid phenomena that had no other possible, that there was no natural explanation for it. No misidentification, no lies, no hoaxes. So, like I said, if even one person is telling the truth when they say that they saw a ghost, if one person is telling the truth that they saw a craft that was being piloted by some other form of life, if even one person actually has observed an unidentified, previously unidentified, large primate in the wild of North America, if even one person is telling a true story and actually saw that creature then that means that Bigfoot is real. And if Bigfoot is real, as I believe that, that that's very po possibly what my father may have encountered, if Bigfoot is real, then what else could be real? What else in this reality, this thing that we call reality, that seems to be able to throw us curveballs all the time. What else could be out there that someone has seen, but we're writing it off as something else? What are the possibilities? You know, if Bigfoot is real if UFOs are real, if ghosts are real, what else is real? Maybe it's all real. Maybe we just haven't seen it yet or haven't created the technology to be able to see it yet. And the day we do, the day we can, that is when we will see you 
on the other side. Thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of Liminal Unlimited. Um, Jenny will be back uh, this next week. We're going to do a a special crossover uh, event, I might call it. Maybe I can call it an event. Um, We're going to do a two-part episode on Skinwalker Ranch. We're going to, we're going to tackle one of the, the big ones. Um, and this is going to be a crossover that we're doing, um, with, uh, Jenny's brother, PJ and his wife, Shanna. It's, it's Shanna's, uh, podcast, uh, the Wellhouse Exorcism. We're going to be doing a crossover with, with them. Shanna is the host of the Wellhouse Exorcism. Uh, PJ is her co-host and, um, they, agreed to do this crossover with us. There is, there is interested in Skinwalker Ranch as we are. Um, it's just, they haven't covered it on, on their podcast, the Wellhouse Exorcism, because it doesn't quite fit with their format. Their format is more about ghost stories, um, hauntings, uh, across Pennsylvania. They're very focused on Pennsylvania cases of hauntings, and they, they like to deep dive into the dark history of the places that they talk about. Um, it's a great show and, um, and we do highly recommend it, but there, the, we're going to kind of join forces and tackle Skinwalker Ranch because Skinwalker Ranch has this great amalgamation of everything. It's got cryptids, it's got UFOs, it's got hauntings, it's got interdimensionality, it's got other strange creatures. Um, and it's one of the most investigated locations um, in the world, um, you know, it's changed hands a few times and there have been formal scientific investigations that have taken place on the property that have uncovered, um, some pretty amazing things that a lot of scientists just want to completely write off and say, no, that can't happen. That doesn't exist. That's, you know, bunk and hokum. Um, but, uh, when you have, people going to this location and they're getting crazy readings you know they're getting odd radiation they're they're getting uh signals and they're and and uh you know sort of uh signal blockages in areas where there shouldn't be any loss of of any kind of radio signal or otherwise and then there's and then meanwhile they're seeing cryptids they're seeing uh strange lights um not just UFO strange lights, but seeing like strange, just disembodied, like sort of like will o' the wisps in, in a place that's not swampy. You know, the classic will o' the wisp always took. You know, it's lights over the swamp. You know, no, they say oh, it's swamp gas. No, they're getting strange lights. They're getting all this different phenomena, and um, we want to go into as we do. We don't do necessarily deep history dives. But we want to get into the the stories that have come out of this place um, that very, very, very well could possibly be one of the most liminal of liminal spaces that exist on the planet. Um, And I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about something having to do with Skinwalker Ranch, but we wanted to really get into something that that is uh, in the deep in the wheelhouse of of our podcast and uh, shanna and pj have been uh nice enough to want to kind of jump in with us and do this crossover we've been talking about it for a little while 
and now is the time when it's uh, going to come together. Um, so can't wait to, to do that. Um, and as always, if anyone out there, please, 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 you know, we've tried to start having guests on, you know, we had, uh, Ethan Kay to talk about psych, psychic mediumship. Uh, my father now telling his cryptid story. We would love to tell your stories on the show. Um, so please don't be, don't be afraid to, to write to us at liminalunlimited at gmail.com, um, or come on to our Facebook page, the Liminal Unlimited podcast page on Facebook, uh, or reach out to us via our Twitter at Liminal <laughs> We always have trouble saying it, but I like it because it's so funny. Uh, pod And reach out to us and, and tell us your stories, or point us in the direction of episodes that you would like to hear. You know, we want to know what you guys want to hear we want to provide you with you know great stories and um and we'll always come back to the the bread and butter that is reddit you know we love reddit and we love uh seeking out the the crazy tales that people tell on there um which uh as i said you know we 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 always we might make a make a little light of things but we will always take your stories seriously you know, we'll have a little laugh, but then we'll look into it and be like, is this possible? What, what could this mean? What possibilities does this create? You know, and, um, and we would really, really love to hear from you. So, um, for anybody listening that, that was waiting those two weeks for us to, to come back and, um, and gave us that time and is listening to the sound of my voice right now, we really, really can't thank you enough. Um, for for just enjoying what we're doing um because as we've said a few times um we we started this just because we wanted to do something creative we wanted to do something that uh mattered to us um you know and it's like i i i told jenny um not too long ago I'm a big believer. I, I keep my foot in the two ponds, you know, skeptic and believer. But I'm, I am a, a bit of a true believer when it comes to um, believing that there is still magic in this world. There's still worlds to discover within, around, and through the reality that we exist in here. There's still magic out there. It's just sometimes, some days, you got to look a little harder for it to find it. But it really, really is out there. I believe it and I will say it till the day I, I go to that other side. Um... You just have to keep looking for it. So we're going to keep looking for it. And we would love for you guys, anybody listening right now, to come with us. Look for it with us. Look for that magic. Because if we look long enough and we look hard enough, I got to believe that we're going to find it. So again, I say, we will see you on the other side. 
Thank you very much.